Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaosium. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to languages for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc. that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Thank you for joining us again on another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I'm your keeper, Keeper Michael, and we return to Masks from Yalathotep in our Egypt chapter finale series. And so at the top of the show, we would like to thank all of our listeners and all of our Patreon supporters. We appreciate your listening ears. That said, we're going to get directly to introductions. So to my right. This is Tiffany, and I play Maeve O'Shea, and uh, there's a big ugly. Yes, yes, that's true. It's no way to talk about your keeper, though. To uh, Miss O'Shea's right. This is Morgan. I play Lillian Lane, and I'm hoping to make it through this combat. Yeah, words echoed likely by some of the other investigators here, too. At the end of the table. Uh, this is Jake. I'm playing Jack Doyle, and it's fine. It's all fine. To Jack's right. This is Lonnie. I'm playing Adelzar, and I forgot that I left the camel outside. You know, that poor camel, it deserved a better fate than what might befall it. But um, more on that later. To Adel's right. This is James. I'll be playing Dr. Sigmund Tartenbach. And, um, well, I mean, it's, I wouldn't build a summer home here, but it's not so bad so far. I mean, you know. Certainly not. And to the doctors, right? This is Alex playing Saint-Baron, who is pretty confident that uh, only action can win out. Her argument has repeatedly failed. That is a fascinating argument. We'll see if that bears out. And last but most certainly not least, a special guest joining us again. Hi there, this is Allie, and I play Alexandra Swift. And I'm back, back again. Indeed, you are. And so we'll lift the curtain tonight on the, the desolate desert, which is now packed with the forms of corpses uh, dispatched by our investigators. Beyond the ridge, a form had come, a purple-flecked and green underlit form. And it was... Because of such a form and its appearance, that Sam, you had driven a vehicle into position and had jammed the um, mechanics of it down so that way it would uh, collide with such a beast. This vehicle packed with so much uh, incendiary fluid and the associated metal of the um, flatbed. Yeah. And you turned to run and begin through the desert, making your way, temple or not, back to the only position which is somewhat safe. Yep. And so, out in front of you, Jack, Maeve, Lillian, you see this form almost swim along the desert floor. All of its tiny fingers and hands picking its way faster. This is no slow-moving ooze. This is a rapid tidal wave of tenebrous flesh that is coming towards you, popping with all sorts of eyes and ears and random organs to help it probe and find what is out there. 
and this vehicle collides in a true calamity with this flesh. And there is an unmistakable boom. Sam, there were several canisters of gasoline on the flatbed. You had um, prepared for a longer trip through the desert if necessary. And that said, it's going to provide a little additional kick. And so I might normally have you roll 4d10 to treat the pickup truck bomb, as it were, as a stick of dynamite. But I am going to upgrade your die type to D12. Nice. Given the fact that structurally, you're also exploding a ton of metal as well. It seems only fair that your uh, truck-sized shrapnel bomb should do a little bit more damage. <laughs> so that's 4D, 4D12? Mm-hmm. There's a kaboom. There is. For 22. Okay. 22 points of damage. Um, so there is a definite boom. And you see and hear not only the explosion, but the sizzle of flesh and amorphous ooze. It's almost like someone microwaved pudding. Uh, it's yeah, unpleasant. really <laughs> gross. Luckily, you're far, far, far away from it. For the moment. So, Sam, I'm going to ask you for one more roll. Sure. And that's a constitution roll. Because you are in a chase. I mean, do I have to do this? I mean, kind of, yeah. All right. It's a success. 50 over 65. 50 over 65. That's a success. So it succeeded on its con roll as well. I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah. And so right now, you are exactly three chase spaces away from it. Normally, normally, this would not constitute a chase because you are far enough away to, quote, get out of the way. Um, But that said, this is slightly different. Um, Because as it starts, um, actually, your dex is higher than it. So I'm going to assume that your action will be to continue to flee, yes? Yes. Okay. Opposite direction where the explosion happened. Certainly. Certainly. I'm not looking back, by the way. Your movement is nine, yes? Yes. Okay. So it is one movement point faster than you. Yeah, that's a problem. Which means it gets an additional movement. And so you move one and it moves two. See how that goes? Yep. Okay. Sam nears the mouth of the cave, running at full tilt across the sand. It is clear that from your vantage point, Jack, that what has gone on beyond this massive explosion has slightly slowed, but not damaged the the creature insufferably. It rolls over, the rest of it rolls over the truck, what's left of it. And you watch as the arms... The edges of this thing create arms to pull itself over. And not just small ones, not just tiny little fingers, big, long arms to move even faster. And it hurdles the back end of its own flesh forward in this sickening kind of schlup 
sound that moves beyond uh, in, into the in the cave area here. Uh, and you're fairly convinced at seeing this that two things are true. One, it will be very difficult to outrun. And two, you have no idea how you're going to stop this thing. So my idea is to have uh, my servitor like making circles around, like not touching it, but it mm-hmm. also has uh, the, the poison breath or mm-hmm. whatever uh, to use that while I cast Wither Limb on it. Which limb? Eh. I mean, it still does <laughs> Healer's <count>. choice. Hey. <laughs> It does, it does HP damage and permanent calm damage, so I'm down. So what's the range of Witherlim? It says 10 yards of target. Yeah, but 30 feet is wood close. Yeah, it might be. Uh, so at this point, we're not yet in rounds. Um, so what I'm going to ask Sam to do is uh, make another constitution roll. And okay. see if you uh, continue to at least outpace it by one space. And then we will um, arrive you at the mouth of the cave. So that is a failure, 86 over 65. Spend the luck. Push it. No. I mean, it's still not going to be like on top of me this turn, right? Uh, well, it has a, it has an extreme success on its con roll. Okay. And so it will move one movement rate faster than it normally would. So it would not move it at 10. It will move it at 11. Mm-hmm. And so if it outclasses you by two movement spaces, it'll be on top of you if you don't succeed. That's where you're at. Okay. That's where I'm at now, or that's where... No, that's where you will be at if the failure stands. Uh, shit. Push it. Ah, push it. I'm going to throw my pithing helmet into the sand, Mm -hmm. lean into my run, and I'm actually going to try to make it to the ledge that I originally landed on when I broke my, my, uh, my landing. The ledge that broke my landing, Certainly. which also provided my uh, vantage point to dealing with the uh, man beast litter that's dealing that's on the ground right now. Okay, so you're going to push the roll. Yes. Um, so, as your keeper, I'm going to remind you that if a failed push roll is bad, I know. Okay. Constitute that is an extreme success, nine over sixty-five. Okay, so uh, your movement steps up to ten, which is very advantageous. You dig deep, and you drop the pith helmet and instead of making a direct line be for the opening of the cave you alter your trajectory a little bit thinking that if you angle a little bit of a way you can put maybe some more distance between you and whatever the hell this thing is and you do somehow you find the inner strength to push harder and faster and you propel yourself up towards the side of the rock and Jack you watch his straight on trajectory tilt towards the rock face and he makes it to the side of the temple where the the rocks are where he can climb up at good luck Sam my heart is racing it should be how long do we think we have just seconds it's like a playground's coming at you a playground full of arms and legs yeah (laughs) congratulations welcome to Golf Cthulhu well then uh, I guess the snakes and I will head in the snakes and you head in Jack, what are you, uh, and, and of course Lillian too, you, you'll get actions here before it arrives. Lillian, help me with this barrel. Okay. We're going to push it back down the hallway. What's in the barrel? Oil. Oh. And then you are going to end up passing, physically passing the doctor who is still essentially passed out. Not passed out, but he's he's not in a good way um, nearby. 
Wait, what happened? Well, he was healing Otto, and oh. uh, he was, you know, kind of sacrificing unto himself to, to make sure his patient lived. I'm going to slap the doctor. But all the, wait, all the snakes are still protecting him, correct? Y- yes, they are, but you're not sure they will survive that thing. Well, Snake no, blanket. of course. Yes, you So he's <laughs> just in the hallway? Yeah. Because once we get into the chamber, I'm going to stop and Make me stuff. a spot head and roll before you get in the chamber, Jack. 3299. Uh, you go down, do you grab the barrel? Yeah. And you ask Celine to help you with it. And you guys pick it up. You have to hoist it. I was going to roll it. Okay, either way. Yeah. So you get ready to roll it. You stop for half a second and look up, and you realize that the temple has a big stone door that's been put into place. Oh. It's just, no. it's just, you know, 20 feet up in the air. It, it There must be a way to lower it. Right. I just noticed it. I have left just noticing that now, huh? There's probably a sw- uh, like a lever or something like that, but I kind of want it to actually follow us in here. Hmm, fascinating. Okay, I so don't you going to the top? <laughs> you start rolling the barrel, Lillian, because yep. Jack starts it, and then you kind of continue on in the motion. He looks up, sees what's going on, and then re- looks over and smacks the <laughs> smacks you, Doctor, just, just like lightly awake. I, we got to move. I, yeah. I, um, Doc gets up and is Audel in any condition to be moved? I don't know. What do you at hit point wise, Audel? Six. <laughs> yeah, you could move. Yeah, it'd be fine. Yeah, you're better off than I am. Mm-hmm. All right. Between Jack and I, I think we grab Audel, at least help Jack's help getting him up off the floor, and then we shuffle him further into the temple proper. Okay. Um, and then put a sign next to him that says free bird seed. Good. And I'll have the servitor go to the top of the temple. Oh, to lower the door? Uh, yeah. Or you mean top of the temple outside? No, or? He'll, he'll fit inside. Yeah, he'll yeah, he would fit inside. Yeah. He's a he's a big snake, but he'll fit inside. We'll have him get ready, like look at the door and we'll get ready and see what Jack's because I'm not going to shut them out. So just remember, the servitor is likely about as smart as, say, like an intelligent puppy. Right, so I'd have to point. Yeah, just letting you know. Sam, I would like you to make a climb roll for me, sir. Because I assume you're going to go... Are you going to go up? Yeah, I would like to do that. Do I have... Okay. Do I have time to dramatically slam my feet into my climbing clamps at least? No. Unless they're on you. You're going to pull them out of your backpack? Yeah. I'm going to have the duffel. Sure, you can can get them on if that's what you want. It'll give you, obviously, the advantage on the roll. Um, But you... The creature will be able to, to take another space closer. Just FYI. Understood. So the gain, the space you gained, you will now lose to put them on. But then I can begin my ascent. You you could, as if I as if I have all the time in the world, <laughs> calmly and deliberately. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm freaking out here. This temple's pretty tall. It's tall. Yeah, I would say it's probably thirty feet or so, maybe forty, depending upon where you're standing at. Yeah. So climb. Yeah. Go ahead and remove your climb roll. Uh, that is a success over 74 and uh, hard success 28 over 74. Okay. So you start your ascent uh, and you'll be able to use your movement rate uh, unencumbered to hustle up the side. Okay. The rather dramatic portion of this is that the part of the ooze puddle, as it nears the door, part of it doesn't separate so much as it just a long portion of it kind of begins to swim directly up the wall. Uh, And so it's going to make a climb roll too. Because it's going to come after you. 
would you say waking up the wall through capillary action? <laughs> uh, quite possibly, yeah. Okay. Behind you, Sam, what you hear is hundreds of fingers running up stone, all drumming to a rhythmic beat. And you begin to hear voices on the wind. And those voices are that of an, an older Arabic man. And you finally catch it there, just at the edge, as you're grabbing the next stone. You hear Omar's voice. And you hear the tone, his tone in Arabic, come out of something from behind you. You're still not looking back, though. No. No, I'm, I'm pretty much... If I, if I do, it's going to be too late anyway, so... Yes. The servitor comes in. Yes. Are you going to direct it in any way, shape, or form to follow you, or how are you... What are you doing with it when it gets inside? Uh, I'm going to have it head towards the back and up towards um, Alexander. Okay. So you're going to have it go directly back. Um. Otto and the doctor are moving deeper into the temple. Mm-hmm. Lillian, the barrel is getting down where you knew that Nitro Chris's body was. As you get right. as you get closer into that portion of the temple, you realize the body is gone. That makes sense because I think we knew they were going to be here to take the body. Uh, and then Jack, you're um, I'm going to plant the barrel at the inside entrance of the tunnel mm-hmm. into the room. And, uh, Doctor, I need your, uh, I need Betty. Without hesitation. He hands over, uh, Betty with, probably, I think, the last cartridge. And, uh, Lillian, I need your hatchet. I, I pull the hatchet out of my, my boot and I hand it to, to Jack. Okay, in an attempt to make an oil slick at the base of the temple steps, um, you got a round. So I won't make you roll for the axe hit because it's right there. Uh, you you pop the, the top of this uh, lid on the barrel, and then it's as long as you are... Are you tipping the barrel over? Right. Yeah, you bet. It likely, as a former police officer, you probably had experience during uh, during that portion of prohibition, at least maybe a little bit. And so uh, you get back into uh, the old the old ways, as it were, and you crack open the case. This is just his old practice at breaking it open it. to get to the juicy, you know, fluids inside. So you crack open the barrel, and oil begins spilling out everywhere. What's next? Then I will pull back. Mm-hmm. You know, into the center of the room or maybe a little farther in. Sure. And point the flare gun and wait. Okay. You don't. Can I look around and see if the lever or something to uh, work the door? Uh, give me a hard spot hidden roll. No. That's 71 under 99. Okay. Spend some lot. Can I push it? You certainly can. How would you like to push the roll? I will. It's, it's probably inside here somewhere. So it's got to be something obvious. Well, probably not obvious, but it's got to be something that stands out from the rest of the the room. Okay. So you're looking like a different colored stonework yeah, yeah. or. Okay. Yeah. That'll do a 35. Okay. Yeah. You find it. It's 
right over there by the entrance. Yeah. And so if you want the oil barrel to be effective, you're going to have to figure out how to do that at the same time or because you, you can't be at two places at once. Right. Better go call some of your friends that are still waiting in the back. Well, they're gone. They left. He has no friends. Where's Maeve at? And, uh, Maeve is somewhere. I just said I was heading in. Yeah, you were heading in. So you didn't say you were completely leaving to the altar room, but... Uh, no, probably not if I see him run back towards the front. She's probably close enough, you think, to yell for her. Maeve. I'll go running up with the snakes. Okay. That right there needs to be dropped as soon as we uh, think it's in here. I'll try to trap it in the temple. I trap it out of the temple? No. Okay. So then when it comes through the door, it would be right next to me then, right? Yep. Is it a push? Like, do you have to push the button? Is that all? You're not really certain. You didn't, oh, you didn't, you, you saw, you raised the temple, but you've never seen the door closed. Because obviously you and your sister have never closed it. Okay, if I'm looking at the lever, is it a lever? Is it a button? Is it a... It's a... You think he's pointing to a plate, like a, like a stone plate on the wall. Like it might be a push-in. You know what? Don't worry about it. Go. I got an idea. What's your other idea? I pull out my other gun. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a good idea. Let me see the disadvantage. It'll be fine. <laughs> so, you're going to go? No. But I'm not going to be that close either. Okay. So you're going to back up a little bit? Yeah. So, Jack, you prepare the flare gun Mm -hmm. and your other pistol as the wave of what seemingly is endless protoplasm and skin rides its way into the mouth of the temple. And I will shift camera just slightly to an area near the temple where something very important is happening. So, Alexandra, you're preparing something. Indeed. It's time. So I have Tariq with me, carrying the body of one Nictocris. And we are making our way into a significantly larger space. And there are symbols carved into the floor and I have him prepare by putting her body in the middle of the circle and standing next to me and I recall the children that I summoned from the earth to reappear here and they are all placed around points in the circle and I kneel next to the body in a full serpentine form and begin a long slow and at least at the beginning quiet almost swirling chant this is going to take a while you raise your voice and and take on the additional uh, power of your form you can feel the stones here vibrate back the aklo language to you and harmonize in this circle the children that you'd called earlier spin up directly out of the sand nearby. And they take their positions in the circle in a reverence pose to you, their mother. And 
You feel Tariq's energy there. You feel the energy nearby. And it's at this point you realize that there is another energy on the wind here. That the servitors of chaos have arrived. And they mean to end you. And end everything that you are working for. Well, then the chant will grow louder and as I continue I know that I will need more power to potentially speed along this ritual as such the first of my raised children are sacrificed to this ritual and to this circle while Tariq goes over and slits its throat the blood spilling into the circle and reaching me to place. You begin filling the circle and the lines therein with the blood of your children. A true sacrifice which Yig can appreciate. The father of all snakes rumbles inside your chest just for a moment as the power is transferred to the altar. Each one that Tariq sacrifices brings a stronger connection to the father. You can feel him in the sand here, watching you very carefully. After all of the children that I raised from the earth have returned to it, I bring Tariq back to me and without stopping the chant because it would disrupt the ritual, there is a look of sorrow that comes over my face and he knows what must be done. I have him kneel next to me so that he is directly in contact with one of my thighs and the edge of Nitukris herself as the knife that he used for the rest of my children slides into his throat. The rumble inside grows ever larger as the circle feasts on Tariq's energy. And you begin to see mystical colors in the air here as his soul does not return to the earth but begins to infuse into this mist around the body. You are ever closer. The chant that I am singing in the Aqua language is louder and even more sounding of praise as I reach out to the Father to accept everything that is coming forth. There is almost a reverence for everything that I'm performing because I know that I am achieving the true goal that he has set out for me to accomplish. Okay. Make me a power. And that is a hard difficulty. 28 under 80. You feel it there in the air. The ether begins to coalesce. This sort of mystical form begins to step out from the clouds there just from where you felt the father before he came to earth. You see a form 
break the cloud. And this ghostly apparition, this feminine form begins to descend from the sky towards the altar. And I'll leave you right there. Jack, it floods inside. I have a one little tweak to that plan. You're so, going to tweak on me now? Well, no, it's fine. It, it's, a, it's a minor one, maybe. Has that pool of uh, oil spread to the section of the wall where the uh, switch is? No, no, no. The switch is probably, you know, three three or so feet okay. high. Well, it's, I mean, not, not at the switch, but underneath the switch. Yeah, I'd say. Okay. So I'm going to use the flare gun to, to activate the switch instead. Okay. Because as soon as that flare hits that, it's got more weight to it. It'll probably be a better chance of uh, activating the switch and dropping to the foil. Yeah, this thing floods inside. So I'm going to shoot. Fire away. Wow, that was close. 74 under 75. Ooh. You fire. So you hear the flare gun go off. You see this white hot piece of magnesium fly against the the wall. Uh, It impacts the plate and cracks it in half. And then sparkles and showers come out from the flare, which ignite the oil on the ground as this flood of flesh rolls right over it. Uh, And so you can be assured that it will be doing it some damage. Uh, So what we'll rule is that it will do an initial D6 of damage. And then it will do one point of damage every round until it is extinguished or until it moves beyond such an area. So if part of it was climbing up the wall, mm-hmm. and part of it is coming in, does this door come down on it? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Oh, good. Maybe it'll trap it, kind of. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Go ahead and roll. One point of damage. Okay. Yeah, well. Can't win them all, Jack. Nope. So those of you who have fled deeper inside the temple, that would be the doctor, that would be Otto, and that would be Lillian. Where are the three of you going when you get to the room? Like you get to the altar room and you fled because Jack has said go and you get down there and you're here now. And then a moment or two later, you hear Betty go off. Um, you also inside the, the temple hallway, Jack, you and, and may begin hearing a cacophony of voices out of this thing. So when that flame goes up, you hear shrieking. In a, in a hundreds of different voices. Is it similar to that thing we saw in the basement? Uh, Chakota? No, it is not. Oh, okay. No, this is this is way worse. Oh, okay. I was just I just questioned. The Chakota is a big purple worm with a bunch of faces, and as this oh, thing rolls right. along, it seems to um, at random grow faces and arms and teeth and ears. Right. It does it at random. So I guess what are the three of you doing then? I'm gonna turn around and go back. Actually, who's what, out of the two of you? Who is like walking, talking? The, the both of them are injured. It's very oh. difficult to tell which I one am. is worse. Okay. Actually, we're about the same level oh, of screwed up. Great, right they look worse. For, <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. They're, they're their own mash unit. Yeah, you two need to hide somewhere. I'm gonna stuff you away in a corner, and then I'm going to head back up towards She's not where tall. Jack and whatever else is going on up there is. Okay, so Lillian tells you two of you to hide. What are the two of you doing? I'm looking for an exit. Okay. So you see directly to the right, you know that that goes to 
uh, the place where people had food. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that there's a pathway left. You're not certain where that goes. And then beyond the where the Nito Chris's body was, in the middle of the temple where you were, mm. with all the snakes. And that's another thing to remember is, as you're standing around Sigmund, there's a there's a bunch of snakes around him that are just like hanging out. I'm not really standing around Sigmund. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. Oh, he still has snakes with him. Uh huh. Like uh, snake blanket. Yeah, he yeah. does. <laughs> yeah, like they're they're they seem to be. There's a a bunch of you know various sized black asps that are like collecting around him. They're not aggressive towards any of you, it seems, but they're very aggressive about Sigmund's body space. <laughs> They seem to cling to where he's at. Sigmund absently takes a snake out of his pocket. (laughs) (laughs) If you would be more comfortable finding someone that is not here, I completely understand. I know that there was a body here. Yes. The body is not here. Correct. I want to find where the body went. I know exactly where the body went. You know where the body went. Roughly, yes. In fact, you're the only one here who knows that there's a way out of this temple. Mm-hmm. Then I just grab Audle by the sleeve. Come on, this way. And I lead him that direction, which is an exit. That's what he wants. And on the way, if I find a melee weapon, sword, uh, heavy duty stick, <laughs> that's not my cane. <laughs> I would like to have something to defend myself. Oh, I do still have a saber, don't I? Yeah. It's just I'm not used to carrying a yeah, saber. Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So it's, we'll, we'll say that, that there's a, yes, there is a weapon. I draw a saber and head that direction. Okay. Audle near me. Uh, so you head back where? Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, is there any torches or anything on the wall as mm-hmm. we go? Yeah. Can I grab one on the way? Sure. Okay. Are they lit? Gosh, I hope they're lit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sam, you're, um, you finish your your climb, you get to the ascending portion here. Um, and I guess okay. I would like to know where you're going. Is this thing still after me? Are you going to look back? Uh, do I hear it? Yes. Okay. So I'm, are you, are you saying I, I've reached the apex of my vertical ascent? I'm yes, on sir. top of whatever I was climbing? Top what, of Old Smoky. Hell, where am I? Uh, so you seem to be on a rocky outcropping that is connected to what looks like a temple building. So imagine this as, um, I would say, not so your run-of-the-mill Egyptian temple, but imagine it as a, an Egyptian stone building, right, in the temple format, right? So it's... Is it built into the rock face? No, it's not built in the rock face. This thing came out of the ground. Um, okay. So it, it has a piece of, like, unfinished stone that is part of its mm-hmm. front facing. It's like a trapezoid. Is there a, is there a roof? Mm, yeah, absolutely. Have I made it to the roof yet? No, because you you just made your ascent, so it's it's a it's another twenty or thirty feet to the roof itself. All right, but this thing's climbing up as well, and it's it's pursuing me, right? You still hear Omo's voice behind you, and all the pitter patter of feet and fingers. Okay, I will. So I'm climbing up, kind of like the south side of this of the of the front face. Mm-hmm. Um, how far is the top from where I am? Is it like twenty feet? Yeah, twenty or thirty feet. Okay, I can't make that throw anyway. I have to climb. I just have to scramble as quickly as I can. Um, I don't have a choice. Climb roll. So 50 over 74, that is a success. Okay. You climb up, the. you finish the ascent portion of this rocky 20 feet, right? So you're able to get to the portion of the actual temple roof. When you 
put that right foot down and begin to follow through with your motion, you feel something grab the left boot hard. And your Uh-oh. boot assist like comes off. Because I have one shoe on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, then we clean during the start. I, I will uh, do my best to not trip over my other foot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I will probably yelp and uh, scramble onto the flat. And what I'm looking for is either a way up or a way in. Because I don't think this thing's stopping. Oh, yeah. Look, over there, there's a way in. It's not far. It's... You could probably reach that soon. What is... Can I see past the other edge? Yeah, so, uh, again, given the size of temple that it is, the length of it, um, you're at the front face of it. It does go quite a, quite a ways, uh, you know, north in that regard. Uh, it's, a, it's a long temple rather than a wide temple. Um, there is something behind the temple, and there is something going on back there, but it's a good 200 feet. So all you really are seeing is lights or mist or something. It's like somebody set off fireworks back there. And the top is just a flat plane? Yeah. 200 feet. Oh, it seems so far. How far is that other entrance? The other entrance is probably about half that distance. Well, if I can make it... Well, they're in the same relative direction. <laughs> yes, they are. So, that is helpful. All right. So I will run toward the entrance. Very good. Uh, assuming that I'm not going to make it. That's a fair assumption. Uh, <laughs> so Lillian, you decided to head back towards Jack and Maeve. And so it doesn't take you very long. You hustle back in there and you see Jack and you see the door beginning to, to fall like a well, like a rock, because that's what it is. Slams down onto the temple stone floor. And it looks like the blob of flesh, this running puddle of flesh, does seem to react to that. And it slows a little bit its forward movement and seems to shift left and right. And you see 10, 15, 20 arms that suddenly grow very long claw appendages as it starts to dig into the stonework here. And um, the mouths inside of this thing let out this nasty shriek again. How close are we? It's probably 30 or 40 feet away at this point. Oh, so I can use Wither Limb? You probably could. Uh, wither Limb is instantaneous. Costs you eight <gasps> magic points and costs you a D6 insanity. Okay. Let's do this. All right, so I spent the eight uh, D6 in sand. It is important to understand that our our very own Maeve O'Shea has had some some physical therapy, and she's she's working through it. That was a four, as I'm hitting with pillows. Okay, so that is a, what did you roll a four on? Uh, the D6 sand. Oh, no, 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 my dear. I oh. rolled a sand loss, not you. I roll it. I will be uh, happy to. It's I'm an gonna, opposed power roll. I'm going to roll more than four, guarantee. Nope. Just four. God, you were lucky. Right. Ooh, a post pow with this? Fantastic. Let's roll that shit. Does I have a lot of pow? It shouldn't. Why not? 17 out of 83. Very good. You succeed. You beat it in the power roll. I just want proof. <laughs> it's right there. And so Wither Limb does a D8 of hit point damage and permanent 2D 
10 con. Okay. Would you like to roll both the 2d10 permanent con, which of course will affect its hit points? Right. That is seven. Seven on the d8? Uh, 2d10 con. Oh, okay. And d8 is three. Okay. You deal it three damage and you drop its constitution by seven. Oh, and it, not that it probably has sand, but it does cost, cause 1d4 or 1d8 sand mm, to the victim. Yeah, not so much. So, Jack, beside you, you hear a, a, a series of sharp and dissonant tones come from the mouth of Miss O'Shea, and the air around you vibrates in a violent way. Luckily, it was not directed at you. Uh, and you see... A couple of these misshapen, clawed limbs literally wither like plants dying in front of you. Uh, They are replaced very quickly by other limbs. And several, we'll say 14 eyes, appear at that section of this flesh puddle. And they begin looking at you. All different colors, all different sizes. And then the creature continues forward. This is what you arrive back to, Lillian. We need to go. And what the hell are you doing? Coming back to get you guys. What are the three of you doing? You're running? Yeah. Sounds like an excellent idea. Sigmund, you're leading Otto out the back staircase and up? Yep. Okay, very good. So he wanders you through this temple like he knows where he's going. Like he's been here before. The servitor went that way. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, um, you begin to head up the stairs, Sigmund, and you see Maeve's servitor friend like come up from around like the corner, like out one of these stone chutes. <laughs> heading the same way we are? No, kind of heading to intersect you and then maybe go back the other way. You're not really certain which way it's going. Okay. But um, its mouth kind of opens up just a little bit. And you see it pass by you with this kind of trailing vent cloud of this nasty sulfurous gas. I think me and the servitor uh, have spent enough time together that I offer it a friendly wave as it passes and let it go by. You see like a third, third eye blink at you. It perhaps is a recognition. You're not sure. <laughs> and once it's gone, uh, I briefly take stock of how the doctor's life has spiraled horribly out of control and then continue out to where where I know the exit to be. (laughs) You head up the stairways. Okay. The servitor comes from uh, around one portion as the the group of you, Jack, Lily, and Maeve, as you're running back into the temple away from this flood of flesh. And you see the servitor coming kind of basically back up over where the altar is. And gets a look at what's coming behind you. Yeah, I'm going to have it start basically like pumping the poison breath that direction. Okay. Like while we run past it. (laughs) The three of you are running beyond that servitor? Yeah. Is it like right next to us? Uh, Yeah, it's actually coming right for you. And that's like the first time like I've been up close Uh to the I really want to touch it, but I know we got to keep going. (laughs) You could run your hand along it as you keep going. Oh, see? That's really nice. It is. <laughs> Probably a good idea. Uh, so the three of you run along the side. You see its um, its musculature, like along uh, the what would be the outer portion of its body, begin pushing in and out rapidly. And behind you, all you hear is this deep and like resonant hiss sound. 
and you start smelling the smell you you smelled below Chicago. That chlorine nastiness is back as the temple insides get flooded with this poisonous gas. I'm just ushering them basically like up the stairs. Let's go. Let's yeah. Go, so Sigmund and Otto, you reach the top of the stairs. Hmm. It's at this point you run almost headlong into Sam, who is running across the top of the temple. Sam's footwear, at least on one side, which is fairly easy to see. And you see another portion of this creature on the other side hmm. uh, of, of him right. behind him, chasing him towards us. Mm-hmm. Now, Given the fact that Otto was down at the time when the creature originally appeared, this will be the first time you see this thing. Uh, 31 under 44. You are lucky. I am. I, I don't think the doctor has either. I don't think so. No. So you need a sand uh, roll as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all I saw was it, you know, moving from a distance. Uh, 24 under 46. Good. Fantastic. All right. So, uh, Otto, you're going to lose five sanity and make me an intelligence roll. Doctor, you're going to lose three sanity. I found them. They Wait. were actually behind this did radiator. You, did he make the roll? He did. Each one of them. make intelligence each, No, no. He, he made the roll. He lost five sanity on a oh, D6. On a so he's making an intelligence roll to not fall into a completely ravenous axe-wielding red haze 29 under 75 okay so you absolutely understand what you're seeing and it breaks your brain yep you have a bout of madness because i think it would be fun i'm gonna have our guest roll a d10 Allie, would you roll me a d10 please three that is fantastic well done uh so auto a red mist descends onto you um as it did the last time is in the streets uh, in marketplaces of cairo on the rooftops there and you are you explode into a spree of uncontrollable violence and destruction directed at their surroundings, allies, or foes alike for 1d10 rounds. And that'll be three as well. So the doctor is closest to you. Sam is also close to you, but not as close. And so we're just going to see what happens. As you are running headlong towards this opening, two forms arrive at the top of it, literally moments before you get there. You're a fairly agile individual, so you'll be able to change course and not like directly interdict them. But when they arrive at the top of the stairs and see the wave of whatever is coming behind you, you see the the last vestiges of Sandy leave Otto's eyes. You watch it happen. And you can see the perhaps a new few uh, gray streaks arrive in the doctor's beard and mustache. This just got really real because this thing's not going to stop. And uh, if they came up here, all that tells me is there's nothing for me down there. So I have one option. Mm -hmm. And that is to run to the edge. Okay. So another, you're going to just keep at your breakneck pace and keep running. I'm going to, I'm going to squeak out a run and keep running. And as I do so, I will I'll unsling my, my, my rope. Okay. So your dex, Sam, is? 75. Doctor, your dex is? It's uh, 55. Model? 70. 
All right. So, Otto, after Sam passes you, because he does get a chance to to pass you, uh, the closest person to you is the doctor. So, in your complete fit of rage at your uh, surroundings, what are you doing? Well, look at what he did to me. I did drag him up here. Yes. Yes, he's dragged you up here to his death. And now, what will you be doing to him in return? I will. Uh, I, I will pull the sword of men. <laughs> Okay. Because it's the closest thing I've got. That's correct. And I will um, attempt to hack him. Certainly. Oh, you're going to make me fight you and a shog off at the same time? All right, bitches. <laughs> what do you got there, doctor? Or a uh, model? Hot six. Well, Vicky, not good. Three. Okay. So, doc, you are not going to see that coming. Nope. And so... It is an impale, which means it would do damage plus roll damage. I am going to play a hand of fate and allow you an opportunity, a standard action to attempt to defend yourself. Okay. All right. Well, um, I already had my saber out. Yep. Um, And do I get the ring of steel as it comes out of the scabbard? Oh, certainly. Okay. Well, then he's Doc is literally going to drop back into college training. And the moment he hears Ring of Steel, fuck it. <laughs> I ain't going out like that. Uh, 27 under 70. So that is a hard success. Okay. So here's the thing the way about stage successes sure. is who the works, right? He has an, ex- I assume that he, he has, an extreme, has an extreme success, right? Yep. That's what's your, what's your melee? Six. Uh, my melee is 53. Yeah, six. It's absolutely extreme. Okay. So, um, you parry most of it, but you don't parry all of it. And that's just the way it lands. So, it's damage plus rolled damage. 13. Okay. So, doctor, 13 damage. How many points do you have? Uh, that is, uh, more than double, actually, of what I have currently. Uh, I have six. So, as a pulp character... Uh, uh, you have the ability with 30 luck if you would like to save yourself you can spend all of your luck okay I have three okay (laughs) so I take this round to get stabbed you do take the round to get stabbed Um, you fall into the stairwell and as you fall into the stairwell I will play a hand of protection in your favor and prevent you from dying oh good so I'm not just ble- slowly bleeding out as opposed to dying quickly. <laughs> yeah, you're you're okay. effectively at zero. Okay. So he stabs you, yep. and you fall down the stairs. Yep. So we see the doctor come. Yeah. So when the three of you, Jack, William, and Maeve. Wait, I have a question though. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just he had snakes with him that were protecting him. Oh, Absolutely. <laughs> Are they gonna attack him? Why wouldn't they? Okay. We will get to the, the snakes. Okay. I'm just. I'm. We will get to the snakes. I was just thinking, like, they, like, they will get they to you as well. Um, well, they wouldn't have been able to react to it. Obviously, it's all reactive stuff. Right. So, the three of you make your way winding back to the right inside the temple uh, tunnels, uh, because you're you're basically going the way the servitor came from. Mm-hmm. And as you do, there's a very small kind of cut in stairwell that is in the back where this. Looks like a bedroom, maybe it was. Maybe it was where your sister was staying at. You see the, you see Doctor Tottenbach tumble down the stairs, and you see a, just a 
an absolute trail of blood down the stairs, and he collapses face first onto the stone floor, not moving. Jack, we need to get him out of here. Yeah, I know, but uh, what's up there? I, they're talking. I just run past. Them. I don't know, but okay. we need to get him out of here because whatever's right. in front of us is I, better I'll than behind us. I and sling him over my arm, my shoulder. Okay. You pick him up. And I lead the way with my gun because something's up here sure. killing people. So it's going to be Maeve and then Lillian and then you trailing just because of the, the way I have my shotgun ready. I have no doubt you do. Mm. Um, More snakes. Sa- Sam, you're... Exiting stage left or stage north, as it were. So, uh, stage north. Once I hit the edge, I'm going to. You know what? I'm not even going to really halt my momentum if I can. I'm just going to slap that grapple on the edge, and I'm going to repel as quickly as I can down the other side of the building. Okay. There'll likely be a nice little bounce on the first one. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I think bounce is is a very kind word. I have never speed repelled before, but I can only imagine doing it at a full tilt. Let's pulp it, baby. You're doing it with one boot. Well, I'm not. I'm only going to use the boot to stick the landing. <laughs> so the rest of this is going to be wearing only gloves. On yeah, are, are, are you, yeah, are you wearing I gloves? Help. Yes, I am. Okay, okay. good. You're going to want to be. So I guess that's a climb roll. That is a 6,874. That's a success. Okay. Uh, so you leap off the back end of the temple after digging in with the uh, grappling hook, yeah? Yep. Uh, and you feel the sensation the friction on in the center of your palms as that rope runs right through it and you hit the first portion of the temple wall and then bounce and essentially all that's below you is sand and it's really the the impact on the sand that is uh jarring quite a bit but you're off the temple i made it down well you will make it down yeah gravity is a wonderful thing yeah, I'll do my best to, to you know, scrape my way down the wall so I don't absolutely break my ass when I land. It's a successful climb roll, so we'll have you descending um, at this point, and you'll you'll make it to the bottom probably next round. Okay. That said, we need to uh, cut back to our ritual scene uh, with Alexandra, and so as this chaos gets closer, Alexandra, and as the form from the heavens is nearing Nictocris's body what steps are you taking? Well I will be rising out of my kneeling position and I will be watching the figure that's that's coming towards but I will still feel the rumbling of the father just throughout the whole temple because of what I have succeeded, but I will also turn my body just enough to make sure that if something comes invading the space in which I have performed something sacred, I will be ready to stop it if necessary. Certainly. You're certain that her spirit is coming and soon you'll have to be prepared to accept it. I will walk forward just enough so that when her spirit is nearby I'll be able to absorb it more or less all at once you'll have to be on top of the altar so that way it cannot reach Nikto Cruz that's not a problem okay Miss O'Shea you hit the top of the stairs when you hit the top of the stairs you see Otto standing there 
having turned to this smaller but still oncoming wave of flesh. And you can hear a deep, just guttural growl in his voice and this beautiful scimitar that he returned from the mo- from the mosque with is coated with blood. You're not sure what happened here. How close is the thing to... It's almost on top of him. Okay, so... And also almost on top of you. So by the time that the doctor would have come down the stairs, it wasn't there yet. Correct. Okay. And furthermore, you sense from your asps that they are coiled to strike. At him? At someone. It's certainly not you. Right. But he looks like he's going to fight the thing. He looks... Yes, he looks like he has turned to fight this wave of flesh. So I'll call the servitor up and get the rest of the snakes and start heading in the opposite direction. Okay. You're certain that the servitor will not reach the stairs anytime soon. It'll take it a little while. That's fine. I just want it out from the other, away from the other edge. Yes. So you're... Basically, like, I'm trying to tell it, like, to preserve yourself. To flee. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. You turn with the snakes that are with you. Are you taking, are you trying to dissuade these asps that are here from doing what they're already trying to do or? Yes. Okay. I'm going to let fate sort that nonsense out. Understood. So you get to the top of the stairs. You look right for a second, look left. You dig deep and send a few mental images out to the people who need to get them. And then when you turn to go south, you see an amazing amount of power begin to send from the heavens. You can see this. There's something happening behind the temple. Well, I will go that way. Okay. Lillian, you reach the top of the stairs. Yep. Uh, as you do so, Otto is there and he has turned to the, towards this flesh wave. And you can see that his his sword is already been used on something or someone. Am I able to put two and two together? You're a pretty smart girl. Yep. I still have my torch on me. Oh, yeah. Um, And I see and that the flesh finger thing is still good. Do I see that one yes, coming? Yes, you see a very small puddle of flesh. It's not small, small, but it's not as big as what we saw downstairs. Okay, I'm going to toss my... Um, I don't need my torch anymore. Do it, is it day? It is daylight? not. It is... No. The, oh, it's dark? Night. It's... In the middle of the night. I'm going to keep my torch with me. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> got to have some sort of light. Um, mm-hmm. I yell for Otto, who... I don't know if I want to yell for Otto, though, because I know he what he did with that sword. You have a good idea. But I don't want him to die. Let fate sort it up. I'm putting a lot on fate's plate right now. <laughs> it's okay, because fate has a shitload of fingers. I was going to say, there's a lot I, of fingers in fate. I'll be okay. fine. Will you be fine? Uh, I'll be I'll be just fine. No, it, I do a kind of a mental calculation if I can run faster than Otto in my head. You think so? I'm pretty sure I can. So I yell for him and start running following Maeve that way. Okay. So you, you come upstairs. You have a very quick existential crisis. <laughs> yep. You do the calculation of the bear and then you run left. Got it. Yes. <laughs> Wait, um, and you're like, Otto, let's go. To, I don't have to outrun the bear. I just have to outrun you. Okay, got it. Yep. <laughs> go. <laughs> Because of the uh, dexterity score of the the creature, Jack, you'll get to act before it does. So as you're hustling up the stairs, 
you can see that there is this amorphous shape that is trying to make its way back. You're, I shouldn't say see. You hear those sounds coming from the middle of the ritual room. And you'd be the only one to see this. But the servitor that was that had turned around, right, had turned around. It is pouring itself basically in through uh, a break in the temple foundation here into the sand. And it's doing its best to basically force its way into underground. As you're hustling up the stairs, you can hear it behind you. Mm -hmm. And when you get to the top of the stairs, you see some very similar things. (laughs) I'm not going to be able to outrun that thing carrying the doctor. Probably not. What we'll probably say is that I will require a successful strength roll for you to continue to fireman's carry the, the doctor out of here. I'm going back down. Okay. Because, okay, at some point, this thing can't stretch any farther. You're not sure of that. <laughs> right. But I'm guessing that maybe if I take a, because I'm not going to be able to run it and I can't drop the doctor. Maybe if I go down into one of the other rooms, I can get a, it'll bypass me. So you would know this just before you make that calculation in your head you would know that the poisonous gas that's been pumped into the altar room it's going to block you from getting to any of the other tunnels you know that route is blocked okay so i'm going to get up there and i am going to since otto is standing there he's not standing there so much as he's preparing to to do some terrible things likely i've seen this kind of thing before you have very recently in fact Mm mm-hmm I'm going to make the calculate the same calculation that uh, Lillian made. Okay. That I don't have to outrun it. I just have to outrun Otto. So. But mm. instead of just running, I'm going to back away firing into the thing. Okay. So go ahead and make me a, um, a roll. You're okay. A, a, roll. a, a, a firearms okay. roll. Yeah. 19. Okay. Uh, your dexterity is Mr. Doyle. 16. 60. Okay. So after you fire, Audel will have an opportunity to act at that point. And so you'll have to make a decision as far as what you are going to do as far as targets go. Well, that amorphous mass was what I was facing. That's true. I hear a noise behind me, but that doesn't matter right now. Wow. Jack, go ahead and roll damage. Six. Okay. I'd like you to make a not strength, but constitution roll to run with the doctor. I'm not running. I can't. I'm, You're just going to... I'm, I'm trying to back up, you know, at a, at, at a pace and fire. fire. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. We don't need the dice roll then. Okay. Otto, before you is an enemy that must fall. Yep. Have at it. I will spend 17 luck to make that a 53, which hits. It is not dodging. Six damage. Roll me an additional D4. Three. Okay. Uh, you chop into this thing with the scimitar, mm-hmm. and you hear its voice in your head. You hear it sing to you as you cut through the first ring of flesh. Um, this sickening sound that comes from the inside of this body is one of desperation of hunger you can hear the hunger in the voices around you and as you cut into this flesh you open an enormous wound in it 
this section of the creature that's here. As the mystical nature of that scimitar takes over and bleeds through all of this creature's protection. It does, however, make its engulf. And so as you rip it apart, the leftover, almost flexible pseudopod nature of the the back end of this creature uh, leaps forward like an enormous cloak in an attempt to engulf you. And that will hit. And so, it is going to engulf you as a maneuver. Now, it won't get its full damage bonus because the creature is separated. Which is advantageous. Although, I think I don't think it will need it. But we'll see. So, if you'd like, you can make an opposed strength roll with me. Oh, this will go well. 10 under 40. Ooh, that's a good one. It's a hard success. Yeah, I mean, I still beat you, but uh, it's a pretty good roll. Literally, metaphorically. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So it is going to deal 12 damage yep. during its engulf. And so as it wraps around you, what you feel are an immense amount of pressure on your shoulders first. Mm-hmm. And you feel a very sickening pressurization of your chest, your clavicle, your sternum. And there is a horrific and almost euphoric inducing snap from your ribs as your rib cage crumples. That is uh, its attack. We will spin to you, Miss O'Shea. You get to the edge of the temple where you see, just for the briefest of moments, at the bottom of this back end of the temple, you see Sam uh, finishing, uh, descending by a, by a rope. Okay, and I heard gunshots behind me. Oh, yeah. I'm sending half the snakes to Jack and the doctor. Okay. You feel a disconnect with some of the voices or some of the, these snakes inside of you. You almost feel like some of them are being consumed. I look at them. Oh, like when they go back? Well, no, like the ones that were around the doctor protect him. Oh. Because they're, not all of them have been able to, they, oh, they, right. they can't move as fast as you do. Right, right. And so naturally, some of them are are there when this creature arrives. Okay. For Audel, and they are dying very quickly. Well, hopefully they can inject some poison. At least. All right. What else do I see? I just see Sam. Yeah, and then probably thirty or forty feet beyond that, you see a outdoor temple with an altar, and you see your sister atop this altar, and beneath her is the mummy. And you see this spiritual energy in the form of what looks like a, a, a ghostly presence. And it's reaching out to touch her. Okay. And she's very much in a in a physical state that she's prepared to accept it. Uh, I guess I'll keep running towards that. Well, 
You, you, you have a temple to get off of. Oh. I thought she was on the temple. No, no. She's behind the temple. Oh. Okay. Uh, where's my servitor? Uh, below, beneath ground. Um, could he come help me down? You do have levitate. I do. But I'm asking, <laughs> how close is he? So I guess I'll have him come this way. Okay. And I'll cast levitate and feather fall down. Certainly. You cast levitate. What's the MP cost on that? Uh, it's variable. So every mm-hmm. three to five feet. Okay. So if you want to levitate all the way down, it's one point per th- of size. So what's your size? Way too big. That's <laughs> right. You got the junk in the trunk. Yeah. 70. <laughs> the, the, the ass that, that broke this, the shop. 70, huh? 14 so points. 14 points. If you want uh, yourself to levitate. Okay. I got it still. Okay. You spend it. You begin to cast levitate, asking your servitor to come and assist you. Yeah, Lillian's next. So, Lillian, you reach the, given how speedy you are, you reach the end of the temple here, the temple proper. And you see that there's a big dip. And it's at that point you run into Maeve, who is busy chanting something and you see the air swirling around her and beneath you if in the in the sand here out here beneath you you see a whirlpool start like some sort of depression in the sand I, I skid to stop hopefully before I get to fall <laughs> off the edge right. um, I do turn to look back and what do I see none of that is good <laughs> It's all bad. Uh, what do you see? You see Jack slowly backing away from whatever's going on over there. And you, you can see and hear his gun going off. Like how close is all that to where we are on uh, the edge? Probably of the- 75 feet. It's not really. It's not. And there's no way to just slide down the temple side. No. <laughs> Why would there be? Um, it's not a playground. Well, it's a snake temple. I didn't know how. That's why we make snake slides. There's a rope. <laughs> oh, yeah, is the rope still there? there? I don't, well, Sam is recovering in the in the sand. Are you going to pull your rope? I, I don't have time for that. Are you kidding me? He's running. So you said that there was a light show and a bunch of other madness going on behind the temple. What can I see from where I am? Uh, so what you see from where you're at is in the distance, probably about, again, about seven or so feet away. You see that there's a what looks like a ritual circle that's up. You see mm-hmm. some some smaller stone pieces there. You see an altar, and you see a form on top of that altar, and it is a a taller, somewhat broader uh, individual. And you see a multicolored, uh, scaled being who has extended their arms towards the sky, and there is a ghostly presence who is arriving for it from the heavens. It's, it's quite the scene. Well, everything is very clear now. So what I'm going to do, assuming that I'm still being pursued or that I will be, this is, this is where the action is going to be. Because regardless of what happens with the goo or anyone behind me, this is what Omar wants, which means he's going to come here. Mm-hmm. So I move toward the the outdoor temple space into the darkness. Mm-hmm. And I do my best to disappear from view. All right, make a stealth roll. Uh, so, yes, Lillian, there is a rope. Fantastic. But 
I turn around because I still mm-hmm. have my shotgun on me. Yeah. Obviously. And I put down the torch and I'm and I did I see Otto slice that thing open? No way. Not at that distance. That is an extreme success, six hundred ninety-five. Okay, you are a ghost. And we'll get back to you in a little while. See, I hear Jack shoot up. I mean, I don't have any gloves to get down with a rope, and I you don't. You mean you can't make a climb roll? Yeah, you can't. You just can't. My climb is only twenty. That's just not. Now the rope there does give you advantage. It gives you an assist, so you would get the better of the two rolls. Be better off tying the rope to the doctor and. It it doesn't mean you using the rope won't won't use the rope entirely. You're going to use the rope to get down to the bottom. I'm going to stay put. Okay, you stay put. Yep. Sam, when you drift off into the shadows here and uh, into the nearby space, uh, you can tell that at the base of the temple where you just were, there is an enormous vacuum of sand, like something from underneath the ground is coming out. It's probably an area about two to three meters wide. That doesn't look friendly. I'm just letting you know visually. No, it looks like a, a, a like a sinkhole is opening. Yeah, some the, the sand is very upset here, and I'm not going to uh, throw myself in there uh, if I can avoid it. That's probably a smart idea. Uh, All yeah, right, I'm, going, I'm skirting the edge as I can uh, to get a better view of what's going on and to find cover. Okay, there's there's plenty of stones and whatnot around here, right? I did. Yes. So, Jack, you reach the edge. Maeve, your spell finishes. You're fairly certain that your investment will pay off. You'll be able to levitate as necessary and essentially float down to the bottom and then be off the ground if you need to. Um, How long do I think it'll be to get the servitor up here to help? It looks like he's already coming through the... Okay. Uh, I'm going to look to them. Uh, He's going to help if you need help down, like to get the doctor down. Yeah. Okay, I'll go down and meet him, and I'll like. Whoop. Yeah, she jumps off. Even she, with the she, sounds. <laughs> she does a Peter Pan right off this temple. I grab the rope and I start pulling it up just in case, because mm-hmm. she said the servitor is coming, but who knows? Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, I'll put the doctor down. Yep. All right, I start shooting into the thing. Yeah. Unloading. Okay. Yeah, that's... You, you do. You you begin firing. I think that this is, as you turn towards this wall of whatever's flesh is down there, uh, you can probably hear the struggle of Otto, a man who now, as the rage dims, finally comes to in the center of what feels like hundreds of hands and tens and twenties of mouths wrapped around you all eager to make you part of it. And so, we'll call our session to a close there and get back to you next week as uh, we get closer to the finale of Egypt on the Old Ways Podcast. Thank you and good night.